0: Welcome to a brand new conversation with me. It's Hey Delwyn. And today in this conversation, we will be talking about something very near and dear to my heart. I've been a fan. I've been loving this. I've been watching since I was a little kid. Uh, We're talking for for 30 years ago now. Uh, Since I was eight years old, I've been a fan of the WWE and professional wrestling. And for today's conversation, I thought, you know, the ones I've done before, I've uh, crafted them and brainstormed them with the audience in mind. But for today's conversation, this one's for me. (laughs) This one is for me. This one is for those of you who are professional wrestling or WWE uh, or or old WWF fans. This one is for us. And in today's conversation, I have a friend of mine. His name is Jason. He's based in Brunei. He is the host of the Bleacher Seat on Progressive Radio. Uh, what he does, we will go into very shortly. But with that, Jason, welcome to Conversations. Thank you, thank you. Yes, yeah, so Jason, maybe in your own word, uh, tell us uh, what you do as the host of the bleach, uh, on The Bleacher Seat or off The Bleacher Seat on Progressive Radio.
1: Okay, sure. So The Bleacher Seat is a weekly episode, one hour episode that covers sports in general, but more specifically, uh, the English Premier League, uh, NBA, and uh, WWE, and, and now AEW. Okay. So I try to cover this within the space of an hour. Usually it gets pretty hard. Uh, <laughs> sometimes I tend to go over, yeah. but uh, yeah, I I try my best. <laughs> and this is once a week or twice a week? Yes. Once a week, uh, it airs on Progressive Radio every Friday. Yep. Uh, it's a pre-recorded show. So I've already recorded this week's show. Okay, And uh, it'll be on Progressive Radio tomorrow morning. Okay. And so there's an app? Uh, At uh, the... 9.30.
0: Oh, 8.30. Sorry. Is there an app? Or what? how do people find Progressive Radio?
1: Yeah. So you have to download the Progressive Radio app. Yes. Uh, and then from there, either play it when it's live uh, on air. Or just look out under... Uh, the archives for the Beecher Okay. Uh, for those of you
0: unfamiliar with Progressive, uh, it's spelled P-R-O-G-R-E-S-I-F, not Progressive, Progressive with F. F. Um, yeah, so I've been on your show once, Jason. Uh, so, you know, consider this yep. the favorite return. <laughs> You're on my show now. <laughs> Uh, so, Jason, yeah. <laughs> so Jason, maybe tell us uh, some of the highlights from your your journey, your time with um, Progressive so far.
1: So my journey with Progressive actually started last year. Mm. Um, they held a public audition. Yeah. Basically, you had to go in there and then give it your best shot, you know, yeah. talk about what you want to cover, what kind of topics. Yeah. So it was open to everyone. There were gamers, sure. cyber gamers, yeah. there was myself covering sports, there were people who wanted travel, um, yeah, so all sorts of topics, yeah. everyone had to go through the auditions, I think my, my entire audition took about nine hours, nine hours, uh, but I made it, <laughs> Wow. yeah, I made it work.
0: Have you had any prior uh, radio hosting mm-hmm. experience at all, Jason? Not on the radio,
1: but actually I've uh, been recording podcasts oh, maybe 10 years, maybe even more than 10 years ago, yeah. back then there was no no avenue for you to really. There was no iTunes. There was no Spotify. <laughs> there were. Uh, I had to use this thing called automatic Okay. In fact, my account is still active. Okay. Yeah, and you have to upload stuff, and then I later on moved on to SoundCloud. Uh, I did it for about a year and a half.
0: Now that you've been there roughly a year, what are you know for those people who are watching or listening, if they're kind of aspiring to be a host one day or if they in somehow coincidentally have an interview coming up soon for a radio talk show host. Any advice that you, you, you could give them or, or maybe even things that
1: you know now that you wish you knew back then, Jason? I think this is something you spoke about. Uh, you always have to plan. Yeah. You always have to plan your conversations. Yeah. Uh, whatever it is you do, whether it's a radio show, whether it's a business, yeah. you have to plan because if you don't plan, there's no structure towards yeah. the um, at least for my case the show. Sure. Yeah. yeah. So I wish, especially my first few episodes, I wish I planned a lot better.
0: Sure.
1: Have it in your head how you want the show to go. Yeah. Uh, uh it it goes back to planning as well, sure. but you have to have a sense of how how, how you want to structure your show. Uh, have a listen to other podcasters who are doing similar stuff. Yeah. Uh, as what. You're you're planning to do? Yeah. Uh, learn how they uh, structure their shows.
0: Well, well Jason, mm. let's let's get into it because um, you know everyone who is uh, listening and watching they're here because they are interested in this topic. Uh, so everyone who is watching or listening, let me give you a little bit of the context of when I had my first chat with Jason in real life about wrestling. So this was going back to about in two thousand and six. Uh, six, s- 2007, uh, 15 maybe, 2015, it was a random event. Yeah. The, we, were, we were at a restaurant and we were sitting together um, and then somehow or rather the topic of wrestling surfaced. <laughs> and then yeah. from then on, it, it was like a, a light bulb went off in both of our, 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 our heads. <laughs> there was a bit of a sparkle in, our, in each other's eyes and we just went on and on and on talking about wrestling. And ever since... Um, Jason and Rano, if if Rano is still watching, uh, Jason, Rano and and I have been uh, in a WhatsApp group for quite a while now. Um, And whenever there's a big event, whenever there's something um, noteworthy happening in the wrestling world, we would be texting and updating each other in that little group. Um, So it's it's one of these things, man. Because wrestling fans, once you find another friend uh, who is a fan, there's like an extra special bond with that other person
1: it it is for life
0: <laughs> yeah that's a bit of inside wrestling there for life yeah uh, yeah well jason maybe let's start marking with, out right here let's start with your earliest memory jason when did you first watch wrestling do you recall the what uh, was it like uh we're going back to the wwf
1: times or yeah you know, when did you first start Oh, how did you start? It was one of those things that was on TV. Yeah, my dad's a big wrestling fan, so right. he used to watch it quite often, and I will watch it with him. Yeah, uh, it used to be the WWF, yes. And back then, I I don't remember who was the first or which match was the first match I watched, yeah. but some of the characters, uh, which I loved at the start, was people like Sergeant Slaughter, yeah. uh, the Rockers. I love the Rockers, <laughs> uh, the Rockers were obviously. Uh, Sean Michaels and Marty Janetti. Sure. Uh, I love the Heart Foundation. Sure. Uh, all these guys, they were like this huge characters. They were like huge gimmicks yeah. that somehow made sense to me. Mm.
0: Yeah.
1: yeah, the Big Boss Man. I love the Big Boss Man. Yeah, So uh, Bam Bigelow. Yeah, these, so these guys were larger were all, than life. Yeah. yeah,
0: they were. Yeah. Um, yeah, and, larger and, than and, and life characters. Yes, and likewise for myself as well. Uh, my early earliest memories. Um, was back when I was probably eight years old. It was a week week night, so it was a school night. But I recall my mom and dad they would go out for like a, um, a catch up with their friends. Me and my brother would be uh, at home just by ourselves at the time, and <laughs> so we'd be watching TV, you know, just channel surfing. And then suddenly wrestling came on, and I don't remember what match it was, but I remember from that moment on, like I'm all in, you know, I'm all in uh i'm i'm a fan and ever since you know 30 years later here we are having a
1: conversation about wrestling i never thought we could do this yeah like i never thought uh even as a a progressive uh host right a radio dj host yeah i never thought i could be in a position where i could make money just talking about wrestling you know (laughs) if you told me this like even 10 years ago i'll be like yeah you're joking right
0: (laughs) yeah because even before that you were a a writer for astro about sports as well yeah
1: yeah uh not just not about sports but actually about wwe okay there you go i was writing for stadium astro which is the yeah the cable channel for malaysia and brunei Uh, i was writing for their website for a year plus as well Mm. Mm. Uh, and thanks to them i got to see wwe live uh, at least one time
0: (laughs) okay okay Yeah. I've seen um, a few of their exhibition shows here in Australia. I've seen about three, three live events. I've never seen. I've never been to a a live pay-per-view yet. So, Jason, do you have any special memories, like um, top top wrestling memories, or top three, top one or two special moments from your wrestling um,
1: uh, your your time being a wrestling fan that comes to mind? Uh, I do. I do. Um, The the one that sticks out to mind is actually the ladder match between Shawn Michaels and Razor Ramon for the IC title yeah. at SummerSlam. They had two: one at WrestleMania and yeah. one at SummerSlam. Yeah. But it was the SummerSlam one that really caught my attention. That was the match that made me a fan, Great. Uh, a permanent full-time fan. Because <laughs> prior to that, I was watching it uh, casually. Yeah. But that match itself was like, that's it. I'm, I'm so. <laughs> Do you, remember, do you recall yeah, why so that is you one. why you were why, why that you know switch to1 don't know just the concept of the whole the ladder match uh, having a title hanging from the top yeah you know them having to to fight each other f- uh, for the ladder in the first place yeah and then reaching out for the championship at the top so that's the same reason why I've always had a soft spot for ladder matches right as well as the ic title the intercontinental championship yeah, yeah. Yeah, so that would be one match. Yeah. Uh the second one that I don't remember the whole thing because it was a Royal Rumble. Yeah. Uh, but I leave li- I believe it was like 1993, 94 somewhere there.
0: Yeah.
1: Uh, I remember Tatanka coming in cuz he was one of my favorite characters. <laughs> Tatanka, I know. Yeah. <laughs> yep. It's just over the top. Yeah. Yeah, so that particular uh, uh that that one uh, was won by Oh, I know Shawn Michaels came out really early. Like he went in and then he came out, so he was one of my favorite characters. Yeah. So he came out really early. Yeah. Uh, but I think it might have been won by the Hulkster. I can't remember now. Okay. But it was like late towards his career. Yeah. So that would be the second match. And then the third match that really um, uh, sticks to mind is Daniel Bryan WrestleMania 30. Yes. So you know him having to fight the authority having to beat Triple H yeah. uh, at the start of the pay-per-view and yeah. then later on in a triple threat match yeah. versus Randy Orton and Batista so this um, just the whole story was just blew my mind <laughs>
0: <laughs> for me Jason um, I, I I wrote on my three as well so the first one is mm. Brett versus Sean uh, 1996 this was the WrestleMania 12 Iron Man match. So this is the one where uh, Brett and Shawn, they wrestled for a full hour, which I had never seen mm-hmm. before in my life. And I recall thinking, you know, look, I've seen good matches, but I've never seen like a marathon match. And that was one of, one of the ones where I, which I thought, look, this is not just the theatrics of it, but from a pure endurance and athleticism point of view, this is, these are two legit athletes, you know? And then the next one is Stone Cold versus The Rock uh, 3. This was from WrestleMania 19. This was uh, the one where um, Stone Cold had won the first two rounds. And in the third round, yep. uh, you know, spoiler alert, Rock won <laughs> this match. <laughs> um, and, but why it's so special to me is because this was the one where... Uh, that was Stone Cold's last uh, WrestleMania uh, match. And so it's special because in fact it was his last match. Yeah, yeah, yeah exactly, exactly. Because uh, I think the the, day, the weekend after or the day after he was meant to job out to, to Brock, but he just walked away. And then the third There's one, the third one is a bit more recent: Charlotte Flair versus Sasha Banks mm. in the in their first Hell in a Cell match from two thousand and sixteen. Um, because oh okay yeah because one um, it's, it's such a grueling uh, structure right but number two this was the first women's Hell in a Cell match ever and I recall watching that and thinking mm. you know this has brought um, the women athletes into the main stage proper because up till then it was kind of like they were shaking off the the chains the the shadows of the diva era and I I recall thinking mm-hmm. after watching the Charlotte versus Banks match in the Hell of, Hell of a Cell. This was the one where, well, you know, look, I'm, I'm taking this properly and seriously now. No longer are there divas in my mind. These are now legit athletes.
1: I would have thought you you would have put, uh, put the Sasha Banks, Bailey NXT feud, uh, yeah. Brooklyn, TakeOver Pro. I, I, I watched it, but only in
0: retrospect because I, I didn't follow their journey from NXT. So... Oh, yeah, that's right. You don't watch NXT, right? Yeah. Well, back, back then, I didn't watch NXT. Yeah. Oh, okay, yeah. Yeah, so I, I, I found, even though I watched it after that Hell in a Cell match, it wasn't as special to me, even because the context was not the same. For those of you who are watching, listening, and you've got no idea what's happening, go on YouTube and just type in Shawn Michaels, Razor Ramon, Ladder Match, uh, IC title, and just yes. watch it. It's because wrestling is one of these things, it's hard to explain why we're so into it. It's one of these things that you have to kind of nearly experience it for yourself.
1: Yeah, and sometimes when you tell people that you love wrestling or you watch WWE, yeah, um, you know, they, the first thing like people who don't watch it, they're like, "Isn't it fake?" Like, yeah,
0: yeah. So Jason, why, why are you still a fan? Some
1: people say, "Hey, well, <laughs> wrestling is fake, isn't it?" So, but why are you still a fan, Jason? Throughout the years, wrestling, whether it's WWE, whether it's WCW Nitro, it always brought out emotions in me. It got me invested. Yeah. I'm always like. Uh, supporting one one guy over the other guy, one girl over yep. the other girl. Yep. And that's one of the beauties of wrestling. Because wrestling is it's a drama. Yep. It is comedy. It is occasionally there's romance in it. Yep. Uh, it is action. It is horror. Wrestling generally brings out all these emotions in me. And it's been able to do that for the last 30 years. And I guess that's why I'll probably forever be a wrestling fan.
0: And what do you say to people who <laughs> say, Oh, isn't that fake, Jason?
1: Well, <laughs> <laughs> it's not fake. It's scripted. Like, okay, if it's fake, people don't get injured. Uh, and we know that people do get injured in the wrestling ring. Yeah. Uh, this, I always try to explain using a Game of Thrones comparison. Yeah. So, you know, Emmy Award winning game of thrones everybody watches it and everybody knows that Jon snow is not actually related to daenerys but uh people still get invested in it yeah. it's a script yeah uh, wwe and pro wrestling is the same it follows a script uh i'm not quite sure where people use somehow got the impression that wrestling is real uh it's always been a script and has always been even like in the 70s 60s has always been a script
0: and and, and this ties into a, a, a phrase a term in the wrestling world called kayfabe right this idea that once upon a time yep. um wrestling if you think back to you know decades and decades ago when there used to be carnivals and when there used to be like festivals and uh, this was before the internet before tv you know what do people do for it for fun they go to like carnivals and fun fairs uh, so, the idea being that even in, in the circus, carnivals, funfairs, uh, you know, FYI, things are also fake or scripted, to use Jason's word. When you see a clown getting hurt or someone, you know, uh, for performing a dangerous act, it's all pre planned and prepared. So, this idea that uh, of kayfabe is this sense that once upon a time when uh, wrestling was on TV, before social media, before Information was so accessible, and before we were so used to sharing our lives, things were so protected, right? Uh, this sense that, um, is is he yep. or she really, um, the person they're portraying themselves to be on the TV? For example, they used to be like a uh, someone called the, you know Brutus the Barber Beefcake. His his whole persona That's was right. being a, a barber. <laughs> so so you know before back then it's like is he really a barber or is he just a pretend barber? So, so what about um if we move forward to today's um t- the the current day product right uh, are you still watching religiously do you still watch weekly uh, do you only tune in every now and then jason
1: uh, yeah so i watch on average about 5 to 6 hours of wrestling a week what uh, at the current day yeah that does not include um, the reviews, the new segments. Uh, if you watch like what I sub- the channels which I subscribe to on YouTube, they are all like a lot of wrestling re- related content. So if you add all those in, that's probably another three four hours per week. So I'm like on ten to twelve hours of wrestling a week. And that's a week, right? A week, yes. <laughs> Now that's a lot, right? That that's does a, not include the other spots which I, which, which, which I actually watch as well.
0: Do you follow the EPL more or do you follow wrestling more,
1: Jason? Uh, um, oh, uh, probably wrestling. Here. Probably wrestling. Yeah.
0: <laughs> I'm, not, I'm not saying choose, probably but I'm wrestling. just saying which one do you follow more closely?
1: I would say wrestling.
0: Your thoughts about the current year product? <laughs> Are you liking the way things are heading? Do you not enjoy the current day storylines?
1: So, um, the current wrestling environment, not just WWE, but in general, is expanding. So, it's actually, I would call this like a second phase or second rebirth of wrestling. Um, there In the past 10 years, it's always only been WWE. There's no real challenges yeah. in terms of uh, trying to grab the attention of wrestling fans. But um, AEW, the All Elite Wrestling, they are a new company that's coming up. They've got a lot of recognizable names. They've got people like Diamond Dallas Page there. They've got people like Cody Rhodes, Kenny Omega from New Japan previously. So um, the Young Bucks, so they cater to a very niche crowd of um Diehard wrestling fans. Yeah. And uh, pr- uh, prior to them getting a deal on TNT, uh, they would have only been known to the diehard wrestling fans. But because they're now going to be on uh, cable TV in the US yeah. uh, as well as in the UK, mm. where it's easily accessible by much, much more people, yeah. I actually think that um, uh, even your casual fans, by this time next year, will probably know a lot of these names.
0: I've stopped watching weekly. I, I used to watch Raw and Smackdown every week, uh, but I just found that after a while, it, it's not that I, that I didn't have time for it, it's because I just lost interest in the storylines. Uh, so think back to two years ago when Roman Reigns was at the height of his push, and everything was gravitating and built around his, his push, right? which affected everyone else's mm. storylines. And because of Roman's big push back then, I lost interest in watching wrestling. However, I still followed wrestling through podcast. So, um, I listen to podcasts a lot every week, and wrestling is one of these things that I listen to. Um, yeah, because you were saying 12 hours a week of listening and watching. Mine is probably closer to maybe 4 hours of just listening audio on demand. Because This is when I'm oh, driving, wow. this is when I'm working out, this is when I'm you know doing house chores. I'm, I put my headphones on, listening to, to podcasts about wrestling, so I'm still very up to date with things like AEW, things like how uh NXT is now live on USA, uh, things like how SmackDown's going mm. to Fox. And I'm, I'm, I must um admit that I'm excited again because there is now a viable competitor, both from the point of view of NXT and also AEW. Yeah, so in terms mm. of where I'm at, I, I still follow, but um, I'm adding, adding the caveat from a distance. I, I don't f- watch it religiously, but I still uh, listen and follow along. Uh, Jason, what about um, in terms of your, and again, this is a big topic, but top three favorite um, baby faces and top three um, or most despised heels, and again, for those of you who don't know what a babyface is or a heel is, a babyface is a is classically the good guy. Whereas the heel is classically the bad guy in the tournament or the fight. Yeah.
1: It's kind of hard to pick between baby faces and heels because they all have their um individual individuality. Yeah. You know? You could pick the rock. Like I love the rock. Yeah. But his best run as the rock for me was when he was a heel. Yeah but he was more famous for his uh, baby face roles. Yeah. You know, when he was playing with the guitar, you know, he's going, if you smell, you know, all this stuff. So I would put the rock as a heel, yep. number one. Oh, this is hard. Man. Three only. <laughs> uh, <laughs> uh, well, I got to pick Razor Ramon. So yeah. Yeah, he, he is one of my favorite wrestlers going up. Yep. Um, and he was always a heel. So that one was quite easy. Mm.
0: Point triple
1: H. Spot here. <laughs> I love Triple H. I love. Oh man, I can't do this, man. Yeah. It's too hard.
0: Yeah, it's one of these questions where if you're a wrestling fan, you love to just talk and talk and talk about it, but it's hard to just pin down top three of any favorites because they're yeah. all so special in their own way, right? Uh, like for, for my, oh, myself, for example, that... um, based on the current day product, someone like Darren hmm. Corbin comes to mind as a heel. Because that's been his character since day one. Uh, he, he is one of the few yep. characters where they haven't flip-flopped in terms of his the way they portray him and the stories he's involved in. He's always been the bad guy. Whereas if you think like someone like... Um, even like the, the, a Roman Reigns, while well, he is portrayed mm. as a good guy, but the crowd responds to him sometimes as, a, as the bad guy. So he... He is one of these yeah. um, in-betweeners, right? He's one of these, um, a bit of this, a bit of that, where someone like Baron Corbin, to me, is like is a, like a pure heel. And I used to not like him, mm. but now I'm actually coming around to appreciating his uh, the, the theatrics of what Baron Corbin does.
1: Uh, there's one guy that uh, I can identify as a heel, even though he's a babyface, and I loved him as a heel, and that will be The Miz. Mm. Yeah. The Miz is really, really awesome. I love his character. Everything about him. Yeah. Um, yeah. And for baby faces, the one character I identify the most as a favorite baby face uh, would have to be Daniel Bryan. Mm. Yeah. I mean, you can't go anywhere wrong with uh, Daniel Bryan. And also, um, Macho Man Randy Savage as a baby face. Mm. I love that. Mm. I loved it when he had that run. Uh, you know when he picked up Miss Elizabeth after WrestleMania, yeah that was uh, oh, one of those moments. yeah yeah, yeah. and uh, I guess yeah. <laughs> yeah that one brought out a lot of emotions in me even though I was a kid. Um, and then oh I don't wanna I don't want to finalize the third one because it's just too hard.
0: <laughs> uh, myself, um, a few that stick out in my mind. I mean aside from say that the top five of Stone Cold, the Rock, uh, Cena, um, Hulk. Uh, aside from these four, right, uh, and, and Ric Flair as well, aside, aside from them, the, uh, looking beyond those, the, the the so-called Mount Rushmore of, of, the, of the wrestling kingdom, um, people like, uh, what's his name? Like Kenny Omega, he's, he's growing on me. But again, he's one of these characters where you... I, I, I don't know what he is, right? Because I, I like him as a character, but it's hard to in my mind. I, I don't know whether he's he plays a heel or the baby face because he's I think the crowd reacts to him as a baby face, but the way he carries himself yeah. is often like a heel. So he's someone who comes to mind who's in, again in, in the in between space. Um, uh, who else? Someone like um, Pete Dunne, Chris Jericho as a heel. Um, oh, I'll, I'll, Dunne, yeah. I'll, I'll come to Jericho, like someone like Pete Dunne, uh, from NXT again, I, to me, he's a baby face, but the way he, he portrays himself is more like a heel, right? He's like got that machismo, that, that arrogant in, in his swagger. Um, and, oh, but yeah, you, you mentioned, uh, Chris Jericho, uh, your, your thoughts on Chris Jericho, Jason.
1: Mm. So I love Chris Jericho. I've love chris jericho from the time he was in wcw yeah. when he was part of the cruiserweights yeah uh, he had excellent matches with dean malenko with uh, chris benoit you know and then he had this rivalry with goldberg uh where jericho kept putting out a streak and the number of matches uh, which he won yeah. against goldberg whether it's like by disqualification or by goldberg not appearing you know it was all a gimmick um yeah from there then he moved to wwe he was y2j yeah. and then he had the list and yeah. then now he's the champion in aew yeah yeah yeah
0: so yeah. he keeps no. reinventing
1: himself it's fantastic
0: yeah. chris jericho a bit of a side story to chris jericho so once upon a time back in high school uh, a few of me my friends we had a, a so-called gang right like uh, we just hang out together all the time and we all have nicknames for each other and then, <laughs> the nickname I gave myself was The Lionheart, aka what Chris Jericho used to be, to be right? <laughs> yep. And in fact, um, even going further back, when my first email, and this is going back to, I don't know, 1990 something, the password for my email, um, which I'm happy to say now because I, that, that email address is no longer active, but the, the password was, what a rush. <laughs> Do you remember the, 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 the tech team? Uh, yes, yes. Yeah, <laughs> Legion of Doom. Yeah, their, their opening phrase right now. Oh my... Oh, what a rush! <laughs> what a rush! Yeah. Oh dear. <laughs> if you had to choose one wrestler, it could be past or present, if you could choose someone that you could spend some time with, say a, a good hour, who would you choose? Um, why? And what would you do with, with the wrestler? like uh, would you actually ask him to teach you a few moves would you have just have a coffee and a chit chat would you you know
1: well this is sitting down with them having a conversation maybe do a couple of wrestling moves right i would probably want to sit down with the Miz Hmm. because he's gone through so much like he's he came into wwf at the time as a reality tv star he was on uh, mtv's yeah. Real world. Yeah, that's right. Uh and then he he yeah, he came in, became a wrestler, was a bad guy for a long time. Yeah. Tried to transition into a good guy, didn't really work, transition back to a bad guy. So there's a long story there mm. which I would love to pick his brain and then yeah. just um try to find out what was going through his mind at the time um and then just relate it out. And then obviously he's an amazing wrestler. I like to, you know get a skull crushing finale from him nice. <laughs> on a mat on a mat uh, mm.
0: in terms of the, the same question to myself in terms of the if I could spend one hour with anyone um, that person would have to be Vince McMahon oh boy yeah I mean because he is the the cornerstone <laughs> he's the linchpin right in, in the the last yep. the modern era of wrestling as we know it Vince McMahon is the guy, the top creative who writes and approves storylines and, and, and gives people a push and, you know... Hey, Dax.
1: Sorry, your brother just said hi. Yeah,
0: yeah, I, I saw that you know, my brother just joined on. Uh, so, he, so my brother has probably missed the parts where I was telling about how he was doing, you know, a few wrestling moves on me. <laughs> but yeah, again, back <laughs> to my point. Uh, yeah, Vince McMahon would have to be the person because there's so much mystery, from my point of view, around the way he thinks, the way he um, considers what's hot and what's not, the way he um, views uh, the current day product, right? Because at the end of the day, it's his company. He writes the stories. Um, And recent history has shown us that oftentimes he still goes against the grain of what the crowd once like the crowd may be cheering for someone i.e they want to support someone but vince even though he has the power to support that someone he doesn't support the person
1: what would be the one question you ask vince mcmahon
0: i think i would ask vince define success right because yes because see, see vince is a billionaire He's built a mm. company uh, while well, he kind of bought it over from his dad. Um, he, once upon a time, put everything on the line with WrestleMania 1. Um, that famous story of how he kind of, you know, bought his... He used all of his own money to make it work. So he's, he's, he kind of has that... More, more house as well. And now WWE is listed mm. on the stock exchange. It's a billion-dollar company. So I'd be keen to kind of just get a, a, a broad... Start with a broad question of how would you define success? And then go from there. Cause I, I think his answer would be quite different from what we expect it to be. I, I don't think he would say money, money, money. I think he'd talk more about um the psychology of success, the, the story of telling how do you tell the story of success. So I, I'm keen to hear that from him.
1: Well well Jason, um look, as we kind of draw to a close, um any final thoughts? Whoever's listening to the audio recording, you know those especially casual fans who had been fans before, uh, give wrestling another chance. Uh, You might find something that you really like. It's um, surprisingly quite good. Yeah. You know, I've I've learned
0: so much um, about public speaking and stagecraft from uh, watching wrestling. Um, In terms of how do you um, get an audience to come with you on a journey. How do you uh what can you do on the stage to uh pull out a certain emotion from the crowd? Do you pause? Do you use your hands for gestures? I've learned so much about public speaking from wrestling. <laughs> so yeah, again, if you are a fan of public speaking or if you're into communications, that's another reason why you should you you should watch wrestling yeah. because um, While well, TV shows uh, are, are fine, and you can watch TV shows, but wrestling is, is often live with a live audience. And so that's, that to me is something really special about wrestling because that's the element of the unknown, right? How the audience will react to yeah. you uh, when you're on that stage. Well, Jason, uh, maybe tell yeah. everyone else who's um, watching and listening how they can follow you or, or find out about you on social media as we draw to a close.
1: Yeah, so my Instagram and Twitter handles are J-R-U-M-P-U-N, that's my name, J-Rumpun. They can find me on Progressive Radio's app, download the app, look for the Bleacher seat in archives. Uh, our new episode comes up every Friday.
0: Okay, folks. Well, Jason, let's leave it there for now.
1: Uh, I feel like we could go on and
0: on. <laughs> but let's leave it there for now but jason, thanks for your time it was good catching up
1: yeah will do thank you very much thanks for having me on the show
0: there you go thank you for tuning in to my conversation with jason about the wwe and professional wrestling before you go please rate subscribe and review this podcast it's gonna help me out in a big big way Also, as always, if you'd like to send me an email, send it to heydelwin at gmail.com. You can reach me on Twitter and Instagram as well. It is at heydelwin. Well, folks, that's it for now. We will see you in the next podcast. But until then, take care. God bless. I wish you every success. And remember to always back yourself.